Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Picture this, you're on a John Deere compact tractor, enjoying the sun as you clear brush across your pasture. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Adams. Welcome back to another weekly edition of the Money Girl Podcast. My mission is to give you all the information, tools, resources, and inspiration to live rich and love the journey. I've got a great show for you today about how to pick investments for your retirement account. Many people get really excited about saving for retirement, and then they open up an IRA or a 401k at work, and then freeze up like a deer in headlights when they actually have to pick their specific investments. I got this question from Brianna, who asks, I'm interested in enrolling in the 401k at work, but am very confused about the different types of available funds. How do I know what's right for me? And then I got this question from Mina, who says, I'm a big fan of your podcast and decided to take your advice and open a Roth IRA. But now I'm not sure how to invest, so I take as little risk as possible. What's the next step for a beginning investor? Thank you so much for these great questions. In this show, I'm going to tell you exactly how to invest your money in your retirement account so you feel comfortable and can also reach your financial goals. First of all, I want to say that I'm glad Brianna and Mina are being thoughtful about this because the retirement investments you choose are very important. They determine the rate at which your account can grow, the amount that you're likely to accumulate for retirement, and how much income you'll be able to withdraw in the future. Your investment options are always going to depend on your retirement plan provider at work or the company where you opened up your traditional or Roth IRA. If your company offers an automatic enrollment in a 401k or 403b, there's typically a default investment that's pre-selected for you. You can stick with that or move your money into other plan options. In order to know what investments you should buy, you've got to first consider your risk tolerance. So let's talk a little bit about that. Your risk tolerance is simply how you feel about risk and how you react emotionally when your investments decline in value. So if temporary investment losses or even just the thought of losses if you've never invested before, if that makes you extremely anxious or might cause you to lay awake with worry all night, you're probably somewhat risk averse. That means you don't like taking risk even if you're missing out on making more money. On the other hand, If you stay cool as a cucumber and have confidence that your declining investments will bounce back before you need to spend the money, you're probably suited to holding more risky investments. Here's the rub and really what makes investing so challenging. If you invest very conservatively, you aren't likely to lose money, but you're not going to earn much either. On the other hand, if you choose risky investments, you can make a high return 
but you also may lose money, especially in the short term. So most of us fall somewhere in the middle of that risk scale. When considering how much investment risk you should take, keep in mind your retirement goal, the amount of time you have to achieve that goal, and your potential future income. For instance, let's say you're like me and you want to amass a huge nest egg for retirement. And let's say you also have a long time before you'll need to spend that money and you have steady income. You may want to invest more aggressively. If you've got at least 10 years to go before retirement, you've got plenty of time to recover from temporary market downturns along the way. Consider this. If you invest $500 a month for 30 years at an average return of 3%, your balance will only grow to about $250,000. Investing the same amount, so $500 a month over 30 years, at a 10% return would give you over $1.1 million. That's a massive difference of $850,000 that you'll have to spend in retirement. It's quite a lifestyle difference. Now, I'm not encouraging you to take more risk than is absolutely necessary to reach your goal. However, in order to reach an expensive goal like retirement, you cannot invest too conservatively because you're likely to fall short. As you get closer to retirement, it's wise to shift a larger percentage of your investments into less risky investments so you preserve your account and you can get regular income from it. And I'll tell you how to do this in just a moment. The investments that I recommend you buy for your retirement account are funds, such as mutual funds, index funds, and exchange-traded funds. Funds are simply a mix of individual investments, such as stocks and bonds, and funds can be designed to meet a variety of investment objectives. They're really great because they give you built-in diversification, and that's a lot less risky than handpicking individual investments on your own. In general, stocks are the riskiest investments because their value can change daily. I mean, it can even change from minute to minute. However, they offer the highest returns. Bonds are less risky because they offer a fixed but lower return. And cash or cash equivalents, such as money market funds, give you the lowest but safest returns. To grow your money without taking unnecessary risk, it's important to diversify your investments across these different asset categories, such as stocks, bonds, and cash, in a ratio that's right for you. And to figure out what that ratio is, I recommend that you start by figuring out how much stock or stock funds you should own. Here's a really easy shortcut. Subtract your age from 100 and use that number as the percentage of stock funds to own in your retirement portfolio. For example, if you're 40, you might consider holding 60% of your portfolio in stock funds. And if you tend to be more aggressive, subtract your age from 110 instead, which would indicate 70% for stocks. But this is just a rough guideline that you may decide to change. You might allocate your stock percentage to a variety of stock funds or put it all into just one stock fund. And then the remaining amount of your portfolio would be in other asset classes, such as bonds and cash, which I'll cover. 
So what I'm going to do is discuss five types of funds that might be available on your investment menu. And after you understand how these funds work and what they are, you'll know which ones to pick for your situation. Fund type number one, stock funds. Stock funds typically make up the majority of your investment choices. They're made up of a variety of individual stocks, and stocks are simply ownership shares in different companies. Stock funds might focus exclusively on international, domestic, large, small, or growing companies, for instance. Additionally, you might see the terms large cap, mid cap, and small cap in the names of stock funds. CAP is short for market capitalization, which is the value of a company's stock shares. So a large cap fund means that it invests in the big boys like Apple, General Electric, and Walmart. Fund type number two, target date or retirement funds. More investment menus are including target date or retirement funds, which are highly diversified, one-size-fits-all solutions. You'll know them because they typically include a year in their name, such as Retirement 2030 Fund or Retirement 2055 Fund. The date in the name is supposed to match the date that you want to retire. So figure out the year when you anticipate retiring, such as the year you'll turn 65 years old, and then choose the fund with the closest target date. Target date funds include a mix of asset classes, such as stocks, bonds, and cash, so you only need to own one of them. What's unique is that they automatically rebalance the ratio of risky and conservative investments over time, so you become less aggressive as you approach your desired retirement date. In other words, the right amount of stocks is already baked into the product, and it decreases slowly as you get closer to retirement. That makes choosing a target date fund a really easy way to invest, especially for beginners. So if Brianna has a target date fund on her 401k menu, that's what I'd recommend for her to get started. And remember, you can always change your investment choices later on if you decide that you want to tailor them. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin-D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin-D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin-D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin-D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. 
a second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs and the small dogs who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, back to the types of funds that you're likely to see offered in your retirement account. Fund type number three, balanced or blended funds. These are similar to target date funds in that they include a mix of stocks and bonds. However, the mix remains fixed and never changes or rebalances over time. As I previously mentioned, if you're a young or middle-aged investor, it's likely that stocks should make up a majority of your retirement portfolio. Therefore, if a balanced fund is made up of 50% stocks and 50% bonds, it may be too conservative for you and wouldn't grow your money fast enough. Or the split could also be something like 60% stocks and 40% bonds. So look carefully at the ratio of assets to make sure that a balanced fund is right for your age and risk tolerance. Fund type number four, fixed income or bond funds. Your investment menu should include some amount of bond funds, which might also be called income or fixed income funds. They are primarily made up of individual bonds, which are loans given to a company or a government entity for a set return. While the value of a bond fund can go up or down, its main objective is to provide income or a steady cash flow to investors. Bond funds won't offer much investment growth, but they do protect you from losses. So if you're a young or middle-aged investor, you should own some amount of bond funds in order to temper the risk of your stock funds. However, owning too much could make your portfolio too conservative to reach your retirement goals. And fund type number five, money market funds. The most conservative option you're likely to find on an investment menu is a money market fund. They're nearly as safe as a bank deposit or a CD and may give you returns of about 1% per year. Mina asked how to invest with as little risk as possible, and this is definitely it. However, as I mentioned, The purpose of investing is to make your money grow so you can achieve your goals. If you want to accumulate a million dollars for retirement, but are only willing to take a level of risk that pays 1% per year, you're going to need to invest about $2,400 a month to get there. In fact, earning just 1% isn't even enough to keep up with the annual rate of inflation, which has been about 3% historically. In other words, if your investments are earning about 3% or less, you're actually losing purchasing power over the long term. So don't choose a money market fund for your entire retirement portfolio unless you've already achieved your retirement goals and just need a safe place to park your cash. I hope this show helps you understand how much of your retirement account should be allocated to stock funds and how to narrow down the major types of investment funds that you're likely to see in your retirement account. 
If you want to learn more about the pros and cons of different types of retirement accounts, I created a handy one-page reference tool called the Retirement Account Comparison Chart. You can get the download by visiting the tools page at lauradadams.com or by sending me a text message right now. Just text the word RETIRE to 33444. Again, text RETIRE to the number 33444 and you'll get it right away. I'm so glad you're listening. Talk to you next week. Cha-ching! That's all for now. Courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. This is BVK for Ocean City Tourism, OCMD Streaming Audio. On March 11th, 2024, The title of the spot is STSA Leisure Summer. This is a 30-second composite stereo streaming audio mix. Get away with friends to the laid-back Maryland coast, where you can catch up while casting off and hang 10 while hanging out, where a day on board is never boring and full throttle is half the fun, where you can sink a putt, raise a glass, And there's always room for one more round. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.